welcome to episode 550 of Screen Champs. I'm your host, Dubs. You're my co-host, the Madman Moon. What's going on, brother? What's happening, man? Uh, today's episode, we're going to cover, you know, we got some streaming movies coming out. We had a movie called Finch come out on Apple TV. We had a movie called Red Notice coming out on Netflix. We're going to give you our review of Red Notice. We're going to talk a little Ridley Scott and uh, his old man yelling at Sky comments. And we're going to talk about this James Corden petition to uh, keep him out of movies. But before we get to that, uh, 50 episodes, man, man. What's up? 5-0, my guy. 5-0. It's what huge. A, what a dream. Huge. What a legend. Legendary. <laughs> 50 episodes. I, You know, I no one told me, <laughs> you're like, what's the number? And you're like, mm. hey, like, how long are you going to go? It's like, we'll just like, keep going. Yeah. And then... uh but once you hit 50, it's like, oh, shit. This is good. <laughs> yeah, it's great. We've done 50 of these? We've done 50 of these? Yeah. Jesus Christ. How? Yeah, right? For real. How? Exactly. Exactly that. How? Yeah, it's cool. And we're going to be... So right now, there's 52 weeks in a year. Now, we've missed a couple weeks. We've done extra on some. We had an emergency episode once. Um, Disney emergency episode, ironically, because Disney had a plus day right now. And we're barely going to talk about it at all. But uh, they our our first episode came out November twenty third last year. Uh, next week we'll have an episode come out November twenty second. So that's kind of like our year anniversary for this, which is exciting as well. So it's kind of like milestone after milestone. You know, it was we weren't sure which one to make a big deal of. It was like fifty is a big deal, boom. But then next week's like a year, and that's well, that's a big deal too. But that's fifty one. But we kind of mapped out how we're going to do the rest of the year. Uh, we're planning on taking two weeks off for Christmas and the New Year's. And so our last episode of the year, which is going to come out on December 20th, that's going to be our jam-packed episode. Uh, there may or may not be some new music, special music for that episode. There may or may not be uh, some Q&A stuff, maybe some behind-the-scenes, maybe some deleted scenes, maybe some dark scenes. Uh, there's some there's some moments on the show, 50 episodes. There's been a couple dark moments that uh, that got recorded. We might throw those in there. We laugh about them now at the moment. A little dark. A little dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 50 episodes. I mean, you know, it's going to be so. <laughs> there's one episode me, me and Doves were just freaking drunk, I think. Oh, yeah, but that was, I mean, that, that episode just went out. I mean, that's not a big deal. <laughs> that was, and that was on theme with the movie. It was, I mean, it was probably the most responsible thing to do in that instance. It was to, you know, have a drink. <laughs> right? When yeah. you're recording for another round, you got to. Yeah, yeah. I just remember, I remember the following episode. I was like, yeah, we can't be drinking. <laughs> This is not, it's not I good. can't be drinking. <laughs> yeah, there's the infamous bathroom break on that episode. I just can't come to work. I almost pee my pants. <laughs> yeah, it actually would have been dope content just to just have it happen. Yeah, we do Here video stuff. Piss dogs. Yeah, I mean, shout out. You know, yeah, you know, like PFT just wet. Big Cat on uh, part of my take. They, you know, they've peed their pants on camera many times. They have one of the biggest podcasts in the world. So there is a blueprint that yeah. you know. I mean, there's arguably other causes that made that effect but you know it's not it's not crazy to think piss my pants on camera have a successful podcast like that's not a crazy leap yeah i'm trying to get a little bit of that yeah 100 percent. i see that 
But yeah, and that's, you know, and that's maybe something we're going to have to do for the year end. You know, we're just peeing on camera and just like, hey, you guys, look what we can do. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be wild. But yeah, so the, 15. Yeah, end of the year episode, we're peeing on camera. <laughs> Definitely. This is a guarantee that will not happen. But uh, if you do have any questions about anything that we do, we did have like a kind of Q&A thing. There may or may not be like a lost episode that's going to come out, probably be attached to that year end episode. So there's some good stuff in the making, but if you have anything you want to ask us or address or any comments or anything you want to say, any tips for that year-end episode, anything you want to throw in, anything you want us to cover to wrap up 2021, reach out, let us know. Our Instagram and Twitter is at ScreenChamps. You can hit us up, DM us, whatever, or shoot us an email at ScreenChampsPod at gmail.com. Yeah, even like a movie that came out this year and we didn't cover and you just want to hear us talk about it. We could do like a minute review on it or something. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll review anything. 30 just, seconds. Just, I mean, review. I mean, we freaking reviewed, uh, well, we practically reviewed that Mario Lopez KFC special. It was pretty sick. I mean, we, we 100% review. I mean, that was, yeah, and that was worth that reviewing. Was, yeah, it was, it was great. I loved it. Speaking of short films, did you see uh, Taylor Swift's All Too Well uh, directorial debut music video thing? Oh, no. Short I saw she was on SNL, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did, I did not see that. She directed something? Yeah, she directed a little short film. Uh, she made All Too Well. She, you know, Obviously, as you know, as a Swifty, she's doing all the Taylor's versions. Uh, and she made an, a 10-minute version of All Too Well and put out, a, like, I think, a 15-minute short film. Uh, just about, you know, that went along with the song. And then there was, you know, obviously some fighting, a little breakup situation. A lot of eyes on Jake Gyllenhaal right now because he is the the yeah. the man in that song who uh, broke Taylor's heart, and so she knows you know she knows that pain all too well. So I mean overall, I mean look, I I unironically absolutely adore and love Taylor Swift music. I just do. So I thought it was great. I mean it's ten minute all too well version. It was terrific. The little short film was. I mean it was fine. It was like a long music video. I'm not. You know, that's, okay. I love Taylor Swift. Sometimes these artists, and I'm, this is Kanye West too. You can't just call everything a film just because it's like twenty minutes long. It's like, bro, it's not. You know, what does it all mean? I don't know. It's just sort of whatever. It's fine. They can they can say whatever they want. It's just a fucking music video, though. <laughs> I mean, let's just call it what it is. I mean, and that's okay. Like, it doesn't have to be more than that. But it's like if you have a, if you put out a fifteen minute piece of content and ten minutes of it is your song, it's just a music video, and like that's okay. <laughs> Taylor's version. I just love like Taylor's version of like anything. I want Taylor's version everything. Okay, so we're gonna talk about Red Notice today, which is a big Netflix movie, uh, and it's interesting because this weekend had two big movies come out on streaming. One of those was Red Notice. One of them was actually the week before with Finch on Apple TV, which was a Tom Hanks vehicle, and nothing big really came out in theaters. We had Eternals kind of holding over for the second week. Clifford came out midweek and is holding there. And so it's just one of those interesting things to look at. You know, there's the studios were clearly showing respect to Eternals. They're like, Marvel's coming out with their big movie. It's going to take up everyone's time and money. So we don't want to put our movie out. Clifford was brave enough to go out there because, you know, it's Paramount Plus's darling, as we know. And um, streaming services seemed unfazed. And they're like, well, we can, we're not worried about Eternals being out at all. And it's just kind of interesting the way that's playing out. Um, were you aware of this movie Finch with Tom Hanks on Apple TV? Uh, yes. Like I, I, 
I seen it. I I don't remember seeing a trailer though, but I feel like I I I have seen like even like seven seconds or whatever of that because I know there's a robot. I know it's him, and he looks kind of like older and like dirty and shit. Yeah, and and I'm assuming it's like like a buddy movie with this robot. Yeah, well, so I watched it, and I watched it because I did see a trailer out of nowhere. I hadn't heard anything about it. Uh, I followed quite a bit of movie news. I feel like I didn't hear much discourse about it, mm-hmm. uh, but I did see a trailer while watching TV, and it looked, you know, wildly cinematic. And I was like, "Oh, this looks pretty wild." And there's, of course, Apple TV exclusive. Now, Tom Hanks, you know, he's a huge actor, you know, legitimate actor, oh, yeah. and an actor that you know has a built-in audience that's gonna make it's gonna make a certain amount of money guaranteed, no matter what, just with his name attached. So. It's not even really a risk putting out a movie in theaters with Tom Hanks in it. Uh, and he's proven, too, that, you know, some like Castaway, he can carry a movie by himself. But this movie was very weird. It's kind of like just him and the robot. And, uh, well, he essentially, like, he's sick, and he made a robot to watch his dog when he dies. That's really what mm-hmm. the movie is. And, uh, I mean, you know, it goes down some emotional rabbit holes and here and there, but that's, that's pretty much it. Um, it is was. It, is it like uh, like anything similar to like Chappie and stuff? And the, and the reason why I say Chappie is because that was a movie with a robot too. But like in terms of like effects or like like did it look good? I know Chappie wasn't that great. And this one looks a little bit better than that. But yeah, I actually didn't see Chappie, so I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh, okay. uh, but I mean, effects wise, it looked good. I mean, the robot. I feel like there was nothing. There was nothing cheap about this. It definitely looked better than uh, the movie we're going to review in a little bit. Red Notice. Uh, so, wise, I feel like it was super on point. Um, but yeah, but it also was just kind of like totally inoffensive, right? Doesn't you know? Doesn't really. It just it just kind of happened. But it's just interesting that there's you know a Tom Hanks movie coming out on Apple TV, the second one uh, in a couple years because Greyhound also came out again. So I don't know if Tom Hanks is just only doing Apple TV movies now, but it's interesting uh, the way things go. Yeah. Um. I, I and. Because Apple is such a great product, though. <laughs> like, if I see less of that, like, let's say I, you know, something else comes out and I still don't even see a trailer, things like that. I, I just like attributed to it being like really se- like selective, like really like, uh, like mysterious. But because it's Apple, it's like it's fine. Like it's 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 just one of those things where it's like, oh, bro, you don't have Apple TV, you're missing now. You know, so I'm not gonna show you shit about this movie. And uh, keep you wondering and wanting to have Apple TV. <laughs> I and think I just accept it. They're all right with it. There's definitely an executive at Apple right now who would love to hear that uh, and be like, "Oh, thank God, someone feels that way." I feel like they don't feel that way. <laughs> they they <laughs> definitely want people uh, engaging with this stuff and downloading. You know, I I wasn't I was I haven't gotten into Ted Lasso yet. I just haven't like it hasn't like grabbed onto me the way it's inspired a generation. Yeah, it's it's great. But I did grab Apple TV because I wanted to watch John Stewart's new show, which I like. And it's just called The Problem with John Stewart, and it's you know kind of similar to The Daily Show. But uh, but because of that, I was like, man, I feel like I got to use this service because there's so many shows on there that have like heavy hitters, and I mean even The Morning Show it has Steve Carell, uh, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I know something crazy happened on that show too. Like I think recently, I think they've killed off a big character. Oh well, that's exciting. So I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see that. This looks good. And there's that Jason Momoa show, I think, right? Yep. It was called C or something. Yep. 
I'm what's up with that? Like I I don't know. I, I don't know anything about it. I don't know. I mean, Apple TV has continuously not been a part of the general streaming conversation. I think that's fair to say. Uh, I don't know when they're going to become a part of it. There's like Apple loyalists who will just sign on to whatever they're doing. But it's interesting that they haven't been. I don't know. I feel like people just don't have Apple TV really, even with the success of Ted Lasso. But that'll probably change at some point. So next up, we have Ridley Scott, who just released The Last Duel and is promoting now The House of Gucci. Uh, kind of was being asked questions about his movies and went on a little spiel about superhero films. Uh, kind of similar to what Martin Scorsese did when he called the them theme park rides. Uh, Ridley Scott said, Almost always, the best films are driven by characters and will come to superheroes after this if you want because I'll crush it. I'll effing crush it. They're effing boring as shit. Their scripts are not any effing good. I think I've done three great scripted superhero movies. One would be Alien with Sigourney Weaver. One would be effing Gladiator. And one would be Harrison Ford's Blade Runner. They're superhero movies. So why don't the superhero movies have better stories? They're mostly saved by special effects. And that's becoming boring for everyone who works with special effects if you've got the money. Uh, Man, man. Do you think that really Scott here has a point or he's just off base and bitter? Bro, relax. Really Scott. Like it's not that important, bro. What what are you I feel like uh I don't know how old he is, but he sounds really old in that statement where he's, no, he's just like, yeah, "Oh, those damn kids kid. and and their superheroes and their special effects." Like, ah, you know, like it's trash. Back in my days, we made real movies relax it's fine like there there's 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 really good stories in superhero movies and there's bad ones yeah there's yeah there's not the best like storylines in some of these superhero movies mm. um the worst ones are the like the ones with like the worst storylines yeah but but there's there's really good ones even black panther recently that one had a great story like i i really enjoyed it um freaking um even shang chi yeah there's a lot of effects in shang chi but there's a lot of emotion in that movie too and and it, it, it's one of the better ones. It's it, it is one of the better ones. I think this guy's out of control. And then, like, are we saying like Aliens a superhero movie now? Like, like well, I, I mean, he is. You I know, think, it's I mean, it's defined superhero. Yeah, I feel like he's okay. just saying that stuff. Like Aliens, regarded one of the best like horror movies or something. You know, like this is this is a different type of film. I, I think he's kind of you know he's stretching a little bit he's he's using that to support his argument he's just labeling every movie he's made into a superhero movie well like yeah. what is a superhero movie now then you know like well he's clearly talking about like the marvel universe right i mean i think that's what most yeah people we're talking about and when he's characterizing his movies as superheroes he's essentially saying like these are movies about extraordinary people and they were interesting, whereas you have these movies about extraordinary people and they have bad scripts. Now, I do agree that there's a certain amount of bitterness that just seems to come with this. It just sounds bitter, right? Like, it's like, all right, dude, like, we get it. Like, you're a director, your movie is not making any money, and now you're pissed off at the people who are making money because you feel like they're not, whether they're trying as hard or they don't have to do anything or there's just a rebuilt machine that's kind of churning everything out. That being said, I don't disagree. You know, I, I think that he definitely has a point, especially with these Marvel movies. And I think there's something interesting 
the there's two things there's two ways to look at this one is that the world is probably one of the most incredible things that anyone's ever created like right the way these movies have intertwined and the fact they're involving tv shows and that it's all all of these stories are contributing to one bigger story is absolutely insane and that they've been able to get different directors and different writers and you know whatever just involved in this is is bananas and the success they've had is out of control Mm -hmm. but at least for me personally you know i don't own any of these movies either but i do own like the dark knight trilogy right like i i think those movies stand up better and and i think they're better overall and i think they're i mean they're better character movies i think they're better scripts and i would argue better than any of the marvel movies again that's me personally so I, I do think he has a point, but I also think he is a little bit of just like, you know, old man yelling at Sky. Like, it's like, you gotta, you gotta understand how you come off. Like, you're, when you're another director, you got, it just, it just sounds bitter. He's just out of control, Dean. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's superhero movies too, though. You know, like, they are superhero movies. And um, yeah. some of them are going to be great. Some of them are just not going to be great, and and that's by design, right? That's their their whole system. They're trying to just poop all these movies out. They have like you know they just did Disney Plus. There's like twelve things coming out. Like not yeah. all of them are going to be hitters. Like and I think they kind of know that. But um, mm, you know, they're going to well, contribute to the big overall like uh, picture and storyline, and and it's going to work out in their favor for sure. Yeah, I guess then the question is, will any of them be unique? Will any of them have like a have an interesting perspective or like a good story to tell, or are they all just serving the greater good, which is pushing the overarching Marvel story forward? I I, I would say uh, Eternals was was uh, was very unique and mm. was a risk too. Um, that's that's them trying to make uh, their own, you know, something different, a different superhero type movie. And try to establish something different, something that you're you're like used to, like Shang Chi. That is kind of like one of those generic superhero type movies. Although I think they made that one better. I think it was a better version of most of them. Um, definitely than like Thor. I don't know if you watched the first Thor. It was not great. Yeah, not good. Um, and but it was that generic, you know, just superhero cookie cutter type film. Um, something like Eternals took a step in the right direction. It was a risk. I don't think it landed with a lot of people, but you know, there's other things that could have been done to make it better. Um, and so I think, um, unfortunately, like because of that success, it determines if something like that can go. Like same things with Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy was a risk, and it popped off. People loved it, and they're like, "Great, let's make some wackier kind of movies." Then some, some a little bit unorthodox. So um, hopefully, Eternals you know, like kind of kind of works out in their favor because if it does, then yeah, you'll you'll see more of those things. Um, you'll 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 see kind of different takes or something a little bit more different and something less less generic. Yeah, I I think uh, really Scott like his comments. There's some generic stuff and there's some stuff that yeah, it is kind of buried by like cgi like you just try to like hey as long as the fight scenes are cool as long as people are are engaged um then it's gonna be fine but um uh you there are some things like that but not not everything's like that these guys making them seem like 
they haven't made any hitters. And so I don't know if he's watching each of them. It's like, man, I, I could do a fucking better job than fucking doing, dude. Like, go go after and get your own entity and 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 pave the way. You know, make be part of the change and not just uh, you know be behind the screen talking about it. I was like, but say you know you're kind of going in on Ridley Sky here. Like he's he's cemented himself as like one of the greats, right? Like he's a great, yeah, yeah. And no, yeah, no one would care otherwise. But. I, yeah, I mean, I you know, I think it'd be interesting if he did a superhero movie. Superhero movies are this is based on like comic books and stuff. Like, have you read some comic books? They're out of control. These things are weird. Yeah. You feel like you're gonna get some CGI. Like, there's some crazy stuff in these comics. Um, it's make believe. It's fantasy. You know, it's, it's supposed to be fun. It's derived from cartoons. You know, like of course they're gonna be yeah. a little like out of control, but not not every movie is gonna be like a Chris in you know batman movie you know like um that that that's kind of in in it on its own thing like is that a good superhero movie like dark knight yes. you know dark knight rises yes. like is that a good superhero like yes. what makes it a superhero movie then yeah batman yeah <laughs> yeah <right? laughs> villains a, a clown you know <laughs> this is yes this is 100 a superhero movie but they did something, yeah, they did something, you know, a little different, and it, it worked but out. It was really good. essentially, it's a superhero movie where they took away any any of the super stuff. I mean, that's really what it is. Yeah, they yeah. made, well, yeah, and, you know, people made fun of it. Um, like, oh, yeah, let's make it dark and, like, you know, nitty-gritty. Like, that's 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 the superhero movie that we're going to do right now. Yeah. There was a superhero craze. They were making, like, TV shows of superheroes. Like, they were doing everything and it died down there was a superhero race it, it like no it was one it, it was more right when heroes is going on then there was this other show that i saw that i think it was on fox and man you know just got buried and got murdered um and just all sorts of superhero stuff now it's kind of died down like a little bit um because i don't, I don't like, think not all of them true. worked out Huh? I don't. I don't think that's true. I think I'm. I'm well, yeah. Hero. I'm talking more like. Well, actually, no. Well, so Marvel just took over the game. Maybe that's what happened. Marvel just like yeah beat beat out the competition. They're like McDonald's. So, <laughs> but it, it used to be crazier, bro. I swear, it used to be crazier, like ten years ago. All right, if you say so. Then it died down. Freaking really, Scott was probably just. Yes, like he was just like <laughs> looking at this. See this shit, you know? He's walking around just in a wife beater, drinking freaking gin or something, just yelling. Yeah, well, I mean, ten years ago, this whole ecosystem wasn't nearly as prominent as it is now. It was just the beginnings of it. Yeah, so people saw the potential. I mean, the way it is now, it's 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 a juggernaut for sure. Uh, but let's see, let's move on here. So James Corden. Uh, is the host of a late night show, probably called something like Late Night with James Corden or The Late Show with James Corden, something to that effect. Uh, he's the gentleman who does carpool karaoke uh, with people, and he had the internet come at him, but in in like the nicest way, but like also like low key the most savage thing. So he didn't necessarily do anything specifically. It's not like he's getting canceled. He didn't. You know, there's not, there's no like cringy clip going around or anything like that. But change.org, someone put together a petition saying that James Corden, in no way, shape, or form, should be in or near the production of the Wicked movie. That's pretty much it. 
And that's the whole petition. It's like, look, we don't, you know, like he was a part of Cats. He was a part of Into the Woods. And for whatever reason, people are putting a lot of negativity on James Corden. Now, here's the thing. I didn't even watch those movies. So I have no idea his role in it, how he was, if he did poorly or negatively. But that petition has over 50,000 signatures now. So people just went in and they're like, you know what? Let's just make sure James Corden is not a part of Wicked. And if there was a chance that he may be casted, I'm sure they're thinking twice right now. Yeah, I mean, he's he is like one of the guys in Hollywood right now that you just need to put in musical. So if you have a movie and it's like like a musical, <laughs> like James Corden is usually like the guy you call up. Mm. He's he's he'll come in and fulfill that need. Um, and so I think they, they like the fans, you know, they know that now they notice that and they're like, Oh wait, hold up. Let's make sure this bad man doesn't come on it. Mm. Uh, cause in cats, he was like, I mean, his character just sucked in cats, man. Like, yeah. Was, was that besides good. all the, they, other the whole movie characters. was not good either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it just, it, but he was an annoying part. Like he was like, he was weird. And then in Into the Woods, he was like the baker in that one, right? I think he he might have been fine in that one. No idea. There's also a Netflix uh, movie, like a prom or something like that came out that he was a part of. He was like one of four people in that musical cast as well. And that came out last really? year or the year before, yeah. I mean, he's a talented comedian guy. <laughs> like, he could sing. And in Hollywood, you just need if you have people that can sing, throw them in there. That's why that um guy from um, Kingsman was the name. Oh yeah, yeah. Taron Egerton or whatever. Yeah, something like that. That guy can sing, and so he's in everything that's sing. It's like it's like a it's like a like a small club, like an exclusive club. It's like mm. you're in Hollywood, you're an actor, you can sing, great. We're gonna pair you up with these like fifteen other guys. All right. We're gonna just throw in all these super, uh, all, well, not superheroes. It's <laughs> like the freaking Avengers of uh, <laughs> freaking actors that could sing. They uh, line them all up. And James Corden is just—he's just one of them, dude. He is part of it. But um, so how do you feel but, about this petition? Then do you feel like it's uh, well? So there's yeah, there's two things. I have two two uh, train of thoughts, and uh, bear with me, okay? So I know you saw Begin Again. Right, I did see Begin Again, and yeah, uh, James Corden is great like, in that movie. Great, yeah, he's a great guy. Great, awesome guy, singing guy, um, good friend to uh, Kieran Knightley. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he did good in it, and so then I see something like that. I see a performance like that, and I'm like, dude, this is good. Like this is, despite how you feel about him, right? Maybe his show sucks, or you don't think he's that funny. He did a really good job of that movie. And yeah. so I could see him, you know, potentially being good in more films. <laughs> like, but Begin um, Again is not a musical, right? I guess that's the difference, maybe. Well, maybe. it's like a it's musical, it's musical like comedy drama. Like the well, like the movie is a lot of music in it. Well yeah, but it's, it's like a, but it doesn't use music to tell the story. It's it just does, music a little is bit. part of the story. Begin Again is, I'm just going straight off his performance. It, if you want me to tell you if it's a musical, it's not. It, it, it's, a, it's a musical comedy drama. Like, that's just what it is. Uh, and so here's the other train of thought, is that James Corden's kind of like a bad guy, apparently. He's got like that Ellen thing where mm. he like really like 
Faber's like the artists, right? Like the actors, like he, like they all love him because he, he loves them. Like he's really good to them. He takes care of them. But when it comes to like his crew or like other people, he doesn't give a shit about it. Something like that. That's what I hear. I think that's what it's kind of known is that he's not that great of a guy. The mm. actors or whatever, other people, they'll, they'll love him. They'll probably say nothing but nice things about him because he just really takes care of him. A little, oh. you know, but, um, but, you know, if you're working for him, you probably think a little bit differently. Well, I'm team Ellen. So right when I'm hearing people are saying like Ellen, I'm like, oh, now I'm like, I'm like team James Corden. Yeah. I mean, but that's the same thing. Like, you know, um, celebrities like Ellen, right? She takes care of people. Like she's wow. really nice. Except for Dakota Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she Crazy just, you know, yeah. Queen just murdered her, took, took her down. Uh, but no, but so I don't, I don't imagine anyone saying, like, I don't imagine like actors or like musicians or like that saying anything bad about James Corden. He probably like loves him. He's a good guy. And it sucks because they, like, he wasn't even attached to it. There's like, he's not attached to it at all. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. why it's so wild. <laughs> like, that's a shot. You know, that, that would be so, I would be pissed off. Like that's yeah. so upsetting. Yeah. That being said, all that being said, fifty thousand signatures in the grand scheme of things isn't really that much at all. Um, it was enough to write an article about it, I guess, but you know, it's not I mean there's ten, people 10 million people like, in LA pe- County, you know? Like, like do something else with your time. Fifty thousand people, you know, like Yeah, people are mean on the internet. I don't know. It's funny because I normally I don't feel bad for celebrities. I'm like, yeah. But uh, I don't know. When I saw this, I was like, Oh, poor James Cord. I feel bad. No, I'm be honest with you. I feel bad. I was like, man, this guy really, man, people really hate him. Oh, that sucks. And I, I, I'm, I, I'm down to do a petition and put him into the movie. Yeah, he's... I'm down. I'm down to say Screen Champs will be supporting. Do <laughs> we support James Corden? Wicked Journey. Ooh, yeah. this is not the popular internet take right now. I don't give a damn. I'm down. Yeah, I like suck. it. All right, so we had the Disney Plus Day uh, come out recently as well. Was there anything we're talking about on that? There's a few things. Full disclaimer, though, these like Disney Plus days are like these these days like this. Okay, I'm gonna hear about 15 things, and I'm gonna watch like three of them. Um, and that's probably gonna be the case with this one. But like the ones that I'm gonna watch, like the ones that I think are important, are the ones we're gonna. Talk there we about, go. Because there's like so many other stuff. Do you do you remember watching the X Men cartoon? Uh no, I didn't watch that. Okay. Well, there's like a like a '90s like X Men. It kind of like started like the whole you know X Men. Well, I mean, craze right? Like Wolverine and like Cyclops and Professor X. All these guys. Yeah. They're doing a revival on that, which I think is freaking dope. But that's just so funny how like Hollywood still like they just love to bring back nostalgia. You know, get you in the feels and get you like rooting for something that you used to believe in. Um. And they got my ass. <laughs> so it's like X-Men 97, and it's just a, riv- a revival of like the old school X-Men show. Um, Moon Knight. Moon Knight is going to come out. Oscar Isaac's in it. That's it. Like This guy is freaking awesome, and he's a superhero. So shout out Oscar Isaac and just getting that bag and being Moon Knight. Um, there's going to be a She-Hulk series, Secret Invasion series. So She-Hulk is going to be like, you know. Someone related to Mark Ruffalo's, like the Hulk or whatever, uh, he's gonna be in it too. Um, and uh, she, She Hulk has been teased for like a while now. People love She Hulk. 
Uh, I think it's going to be whatever, but it could be a lot of fun. And then Secret Invasion is just because Nick Fury is back and his eye is like, he's exposing his eye and he's got like a beard now. And uh, I've been wondering what's, what's happening with Nick Fury in the Marvel series. Um, but he's freaking back. So he's going to be in Secret Invasion. And Agatha, dude, Agatha got her own spinoff. Isn't that crazy? Agatha was Agatha all along. Yeah. She got her own show. Shout nice. out to her, Catherine uh, Han. I think her name is. Oh man, good, good for her, dude. Yeah. She she literally got that role of Agatha, and people just fell in love with her. And she's been doing little hitters here and there, but she's she's someone that's funny and someone that's great and someone that I you know I just enjoy seeing. And she got her own show now, and I th- I think that's gonna be dope. Sweet. Shout out and then uh, what if season two? I know you didn't watch one if I did. And I enjoyed it. Like the stories that they like came up with, like the, um, you know, like they they did the zombie episode, and you know, in Disney Plus too, there's going to be a whole like uh, Marvel zombies thing. Um, nice. But the zombie episode in What If, it was great. But the way it wraps up the whole season in What If, it's so good, and uh, and it came me wanting more. I didn't think I was going to get like really into it, but I freaking got really into it. Yeah, the what if, the concept of it is cool. I mean, and if you're if you're engaged with those characters, like hell yeah. I mean, it'd be just because essentially it's just they can do anything. Like, what if it this happened? Boom, and then they <laughs> just tell a story. That's, that's super sweet. Um, all right, nice, nice. Disney Plus will not disappoint. Let's hop into our review here for Red Notice. Uh, this is a big, big Netflix movie. They've been teasing this one for a while. This is probably, besides the one with Leo um, and uh, Jennifer Lawrence coming out on December 25th, this is probably the big one they've been talking about. $200 million price tag starring The Rock, Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds. Um, The synopsis here, in the world of international crime, an Interpol agent attempts to hunt down and capture the world's most wanted art thief. Essentially, these people are all trying to find three eggs. This is directed by Rawson Mar- <laughs> Rawson Marshall Thurber, uh, who has who wrote and directed Dodgeball, a true underdog story in 2004. So I know he knows how to make a funny movie because that movie's great. It's absolutely hilarious. Uh, he directed Where the Millers, and then he wrote and directed Central Intelligence and Skyscraper. So he's been on the Rock's payroll since 2016, and uh, I'm sure that's profitable for him. But uh, I'm not sure the movies are great. Uh, Red Notice here, we got a 38% with the critics' Rotten Tomato score, but the audience, we got 92%. Madman, what did you think of uh, Netflix's, The Rock's, Ryan Reynolds's, Gal Gadot's Red Notice? Oh, man, what a film, right? What a, what a great journey. You have Dwayne Johnson playing mm. Dwayne Johnson. Ryan Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. Gal Gadot doing a poor imitation of Ana de Armas. Ooh. Um, this, uh, this, this movie was a lot of fun. Let's start off with that. It was a lot of fun. I, okay. I enjoyed it for that. Now, is it a, is it a great movie? No. No, it's not. <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> Dude, that contradicts it is, your... Uh, I think you started this out by saying, great film. But yeah, no, not agree. I agree. I mean, I agree. It is what it is, Dubs. Like, <laughs> I, I got, I got what I wanted to get out of it. I mm. wanted to see The Rock be The Rock. I wanted to see Ryan Reynolds be Ryan Reynolds. It's a good formula. 
And uh, Gal Gadot the whole time, I was like, man, Anadermos would have crushed this. Ooh, like what's 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 going on here, Gal Gadot? But she 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 didn't do that that she didn't do a bad job either though. She 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 didn't. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was. It took me a while though to really get into it. Like it it did when it started off. I didn't buy into it. I was like, man, this looks like shit. And then as the movie progressed, I was like, okay, I like this. I like this. Yeah, they went to like um, five different countries in the first ten minutes of this movie. Yeah, there was, was a lot wild. of title cards. A lot of title. I mean, shout out for that. Like, I always knew what was going on because they like literally <laughs> they're just throwing me. it in your face. Yeah, yeah they're like hey, freaking you know <laughs> Asia. I'm like, okay, great, we're in Asia now. Okay, all right for sure. Seventy two hours had passed. Okay, this makes a lot of sense. This makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it it's you know it starts off like kind of kind of like generic spy shit and and the whole time i was like man like the rock is like this guy is really the rock huh like this is like he's he's uh he using his charisma again you know <laughs> to really sell me on this um and ron reynolds is just being ron reynolds but you know a lot of people don't like that i freaking love it a lot of people don't i get that um and then i was waiting for the product placements right because you know oh, yeah. aviation gin and terma is going to show up so aviation shin uh jen shows up 14 minutes in oh they got it <laughs> nice you wrote it down okay yeah wrote it down oh yeah and turn them right. on in 19 minutes in in case you were wondering <laughs> you know so i didn't even uh, notice the aviation uh thing i did notice the terramana i was like you bastard dwayne johnson i know here's the thing about uh aviation though like they like the logo wasn't showing i don't know what's up with that and like in a different mm. scene it is but I don't know if they had to hide it or something. If it was a little bit too much, maybe The Rock was like, hey, brother, you got to yeah. turn that bottle. Because the Terramana wasn't super in your face, at least from when I noticed it. Because he kind of poured it when he's pulling back. I saw that it was Terramana. But I don't know if you didn't know that, you'd know what was going on. I, I think I read Terramana. Like, I, I read I it. Read unless it. they placed it, and I just didn't notice when they like placed it down in view of the camera. But there's a lot. like Like, I've been watching old Bar Rescue episodes. Mm-hmm. And they'll just be like, they'll, they'll go on like a montage about Jack Daniels, and it's just sitting right there. And you know, they're these like mixologists who have won all these awards, and they're like talking about how Jack Daniels is like the best liquor. And I'm like, well, clearly this is a sponsor, you know? Jeez, yeah. And uh, so I don't know. If, yeah. I didn't notice any moments that egregious, right? Or yeah. like, but uh, I definitely saw him pouring it. That's my favorite thing too, though. Like just catching a, a product placement. Yeah, um, I feel like Michael Bay was always the best at that. Like you just oh, yeah. always caught it. Like, you always, you're like, oh yeah, because mm-hmm. that Mountain Dew, or like, it was that one car again. Right? Yeah, or there's well, a different car. You know, like or they like drive up to the scene, right? Like and they drive in the nicest car, and then they step out, and they're like, what? What's going on? And you're like, oh, yep. bro, that's product placement. Slow motion there, all across the front of the Good car. Good job, Michael logo, Bay. All oh that. yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, he's getting it. that check, hundred percent. Me and my friends would go watch like a Michael Bay film. And then we would do a game over under twelve product placements. Oh wow! It's whoever, yeah, bet the over. Bet yeah, the over. I, I I did. Of course, I always played by myself, but um, but it was <laughs> me. You know, it friends. really made the films really enjoyable. <laughs> I know. <laughs> me and the people in my row, I just threw them into this game. You know, I was out there like collecting like five dollars each. Like, hey, what's up? You want to play numbers right here? Over under product placement. Come on, Transformers two. Let's go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, the movie like, uh, and this is probably like a bad review too because I don't know if we're gonna do spoilers or anything, but um, uh, but it's, it's, it's it is kind of like 
a generic spy movie. And um, yeah, I guess there. I mean, we could do spoilers if you want to do spoilers. I guess there is stuff to be spoiled because at first I was like, oh, you can't spoil anything, but there is like well, a spoiler. Well, we could do well here. How about we do this? How about you? You give me your thoughts on it since I I kind of did, and then and then we'll just jump into spoilers. All right. So this movie sucks. Like it's not. It's not that it sucks. Like, it's, just, it, it's not very good. There's some god awful CGI in this movie, especially a scene yeah. where there's like a bull running. And uh, yeah, I man, I I knew so that bad. from the trailer. Yeah, they showed that scene, or they showed like like a clip before the movie came out, and you could clearly tell they're they're just in front of a green screen. And you hope you hope that there's like they're gonna change it. You know, you hope yeah. that that's just an early scene. Mm-hmm. No, like mm-hmm. it's it's pretty awful, and you, you may say like, oh, like who cares? You know, like it's a movie, it's a two hundred million dollar movie, so figure it Dude, out. This movie costs more than Dune, I think. Yeah, figure it out. Because you know what? You know what looks fake in Dune? Nothing. And there was big no. ass sandworms in that movie that could eat yeah, a town. Dude. And whoever's renting mm. out these like deserts for like these movies, <laughs> they they came up. Oh yeah, like, I feel. Like you need a sci-fi movie. Desert I, got, I got a right desert now. for you, dog. I got a desert for you. Yeah. Just pay me, and I got you. This is the sand. I, I protect the sand, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I take care of it each day. Never has land with no um, grid, electricity, water hookups uh, been so valuable. Um, so shout out, <laughs> shout out all those desert owners who've just been holding the bag, waiting for a moment. Your moment. Oh yeah. <laughs> Moments like telling their wives, they're like, it's gonna pay off, honey. It's gonna pay <laughs> yeah. off. We have three kids. We have no money, Joe. Yeah. We got no money. Not all property is a good investment. Yeah. So no, the movie the movie's not good though. It, it's just it just isn't. And so I, it's not that funny, right? Like, there's a couple moments. There was a moment where I literally said, I was like, okay, it was about 20 minutes in, and I was like, oh, you know what? For a comedy, I don't think I've laughed one time. Damn, and then um, and then Ryan Reynolds. I don't know. He said something like, "He's like, I, I've never said that." And then there was a recording. He was like, "Oh, I know where it is." And so I was like, "It was just kind of funny." And then a that minute funny, later, yeah. he, uh, you know, uh, The Rock said something like, "Do you know how to fly a helicopter?" And he's like, "Does the back of your head look like a giant penis?" He's like, "Yes." That's so, what you know. And so that was, then that that cracks me up. So there's a couple moments, but overall. You know, I, I think back, you know, when I'm thinking like these PG-13 comedies and spuddy comedies and stuff like Rush Hour, and and I feel like there's just a certain charm that I just felt like it was kind of missing. And I, I don't know, and there's a cynical part of me that's like, you know, these guys are more worried about their, like, liquor product placement than whether this movie is, like, a fun, engaging ride. And then the other aspect of this, and this is a little loaded, right? Because this is, this is me feeling attacked by people. Um, who have done nothing to me personally is this critic score, right? And and man, man, we were talking about this before, and you made a comment, and again, I felt a little attacked, uh, not from you, but just the consensus, right? Critic scores at a thirty-eight, and the man, man is like, oh yeah, critics are gonna hate this movie, and I was like, well, fuck it, like, you know, there are people too, you know, and it's like the audience score, like the real people, and because here's the thing, I feel like a real person, you know, like I said. Alien was born. I, I, I think you're pretty real. Yeah, I try to be real. You know, like I. I hope so. I'm not just Man, saying that's... that. Uh, you know, I'm not saying yeah, I like robot. Alien because I know it's a beloved movie. I don't hate it, but I do think it's kind of boring. I don't necessarily enjoy the whole ride. I feel like some people may be like, hey, "Bro, you're out of your mind for saying that." I get that. 
but this is not good. It's not good. 92% of the audience like this. And then it's like 38% of the critics. It's like, yeah, well, they're stuffy critics. And I get that they can be obnoxious sometimes. In the, as a generalization, it seems as such. But that 38% is more than fair. And that 92% is bananas. Right? Like, there's no way. And you could say, oh, you turn your brain off and you watch it. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I just, I don't know. I kind of resent it. It almost upsets me. It almost upsets me. I feel like I'm being attacked by these scores a little bit. And I resent it. The resent is big word in my mind right now. I resent all these scores. I don't like any of it. I feel like I'm being attacked for not liking the movie by these scores. And <laughs> the people are saying you're you're like a critic, you know, you're like a corporate whore, a bootlicker. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm like one of you. And they're like, Yeah, well then you'd like the movie, dubs. And so it's uh that's how I feel right now. But the movie's Dude, not good. Uh the movie's not that, good. That uh that uh that little comment about them caring more about the product place, and that's like a legit critic like comment. Dude. <laughs> well, I don't like, know. I mean, that, just, that's somewhere. That's someone. Someone wrote that one. Someone's like, someone's like, and they thought they were hot shit too, not knowing that Dubs was already on it. Oh yeah, but they're just typing it up. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not very good. Like, it, it, it really isn't. Like, it's, it's, it's not a masterpiece, man. It, it. I, I I've I had a it's lot of fun and joy with it, but it's even then the first time I watched it, it knocked out. Mm. Um, I might have been intoxicated. Who knows? I but say, um, how drunk were you? I know. I, I, I turned it on at one a.m. Like maybe not a good time. Maybe not a good show time. Um, but this movie performed well, right? It was like the highest like Netflix original movie like showing of it. Yeah, people were like predicting how much money it made. Because it made two hundred, I mean, it would cost two hundred million to freaking make. Um, I think half of that was just like on actor salary. I think it was like twenty million for um, each, for like The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and and Gal Gal Gadot. I think they got twenty million each. Um, for essentially That's huge playing playing themselves. I'm surprised um, Gal Gadot. I, I feel like did not have nearly as much screen time as uh, The Rock too. So that's that's a huge bag for Gal Gadot for. Not doing all that much overall, I think. She was, yeah, huge she bag. Was, uh, she was in it. Oh, she was definitely in it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, she was definitely in it. It's not like Zendaya and Dune or anything like that. But I mean, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and The Rock were, I mean, you know, 95% of the movie. I would say she was closer to like 55, 60. It's, yeah, no, no, that that's true. Her scenes were pretty quick, too. Um, That's interesting, though, what, what you say about. Um, like the power of the duo of like Ryan Reynolds and The Rock because they mm-hmm. have done one movie together, right? They did Hobbs and Shaw. Ryan Reynolds is in it. <laughs> I was like, have they? I did not see Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, but see that damn that kind of sucks because I was really hoping you did because I did, but I don't remember Ryan Reynolds and The Rock having that much screen time together. Um, mm. but. Like you know, power of the duo. Like there's you, you mentioned Rush Hour. Like, that's a strong duo right there. Yeah. They worked out really well. Like that's a really good, like comedic, um, like Action outing. Movie. Like they they, yeah. they did a good job. And this is Jackie Chan and freaking Chris uh, Tucker. Chris Chris Tucker. Yep. They were really good. They were, <laughs> they were great together. Yeah. And like The Rock and Kevin Hart. I feel like now I'm just like I'm just so used to their kind of comedy, like back and forth. That I kind of really enjoy it now. <laughs> like I, it is like a little s- silly, 
but I, mm. I don't know. I, mm. I, I really enjoyed it. It's something about Kevin Hart's like high, high pitch, like just voice, like the rocks just being a freaking man. Yeah. I don't know. I like, like it, but it's like, you know, this duo, Ryan Reynolds and, and the rock is pretty like coveted. I think it's, you know, like th- this I mean, should be really funnier than it really was. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and, um, it's like Ryan Reynolds and like Hugh Jackman. Like they, you know, they're, they have a really good relationship and, you know, they're, they're pretty funny with one another. But, uh, but yeah, there is a little disappointment there because they weren't as funny together. Like Ryan Reynolds was funny. Like I, I'm going to sit here and tell you Ryan Reynolds was like the highlight in this movie because mm. the rock was just like playing like a straight man. Like he just not yeah. like that, like funny or not that, um, hilarious to watch like he's he's kind of like you know you, you, like good cop bad cop he's like good cop and then yeah ryan reynolds is like bad cop and then, but a lot of the funniness comes from his sarcasm it's just the way he is mm-hmm. um i was kind of hoping they were going to be better together um but maybe they're just too big of superstars that it just you know like like you said something was just missing like there was a little charm that was just wasn't there yeah i mean i don't think that they're necessarily too big of stars but I do think that there's zero. I mean, because you talk about like too big of a star, and then you think about an ensemble movie like, you know, The Big Short, right? Which is not the same mm-hmm. thing, but it is yeah. super engaged. Or, you know, like Ocean's 12, right? Or something like that, mm-hmm. where everyone there is a superstar. I mean, in their own right, you know, there's The Rock is, I guess, on a different level anyway. But so, but they just put two like stars together, and they're like, well, this is it. And it makes sense. Like, I feel like it's on brand for. Something for The Rock to do, like, uh, I'm a huge star, he's a huge star. Gal Gadot, huge star. That's your movie, right there. Like, get it? We yeah. did it. Done. You know, and and I know that there's that more goes into it, for sure, but the bottom line is, The Rock's movies are not, like, great. Right? Like, it's not... The, the Rock, at least, at least in my opinion, has never cemented himself as, like, hey, you know, I'm, like, I'm making artistic choices you know for to make the best movies possible he claims to want to make the most entertaining movies possible he's trying to make the most profitable movies possible and of course he wants people to like him he's constantly rallying like the audience score rock is a big audience score guy and um yeah you know i think when baywatch came out he was like ha yeah, you know, like it didn't really hit the way we wanted to, but we had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. He, there was I saw one clip. It was like months after it came out, and he's like, yeah, "Number one comedy in Mexico, believe it or not, Baywatch." There, there's an audience everywhere. And I was like, "Jesus, sorry, man. This guy <laughs> can spin anything, right? For spin yeah. it all. He should yeah. be. He should be a political pundit for real." So you know, I, I don't know. So I there's I and I really see it as like that. And and again. It, you know, I feel like anyone that's listened to me already talk about The Rock is like, hey, bro, we get it. But this, you know, is what we do. We sit here and talk movies. The Rock continues to put himself in movies. I'm going to continue to keep sharing these thoughts about him. Like, it, it is what it is. So it's another movie from The Rock uh, that's uh, kind of subpar overall. Uh, it's a movie he's going to do hype up uh, to to no end because it broke the single streaming record, whatever. But you're not getting anything out of it. You can watch it. And again, it's I feel like I say this about a lot of movies. Completely inoffensive. Super easy to watch. Easy to digest. Um, probably a little confusing if you're not fully paying attention to it. Because they literally do go to 
five or six different countries in the first 15, 20 minutes. At some point, you're going to be like, wait, what's going on? But then by the end, it'll all come together. So, I don't know, but some pretty awful CGI, considering the budget of the movie. And, yeah, I mean, performances, you know, it's hard to add on to what you said. I would say everyone kind of did their thing. Everyone felt like they were doing, uh, yeah, a version of themselves in this movie. And didn't, so I, it's hard to say anything good or bad about any of the performances. Just a little fun fact. The, like, villain in the movie, he's, like, the boom guy, the boom mic guy from The Office. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't notice that, but what else? Okay, he's in something else, though. Yeah, he is. Where he looks, I, I, I know he, he was in The Three same. Stooges. I know he was no. one of the guys in The Three Stooges. But um, Wait, yeah, yeah, so his so name is, like, very Greek, I think. It's, like, yeah, Chris, Chris, like, Chris Diam- like, Diaphragm or something. I need to figure like, out yeah, what yeah. Chris Dalmatian or something. I've seen him in a movie where it looked like he was literally playing the exact same character that he was in this movie. And I'm looking right now, tripping. I feel like I don't I don't know what else I recognize this guy from. But I swear there's something. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm out of control. But yeah. Yeah, Soto Voce. Intense guy. Yeah, Soto Voce. <laughs> uh yeah, that guy was yeah weirdly intense. <laughs> these damn eggs, you know, you gotta get these eggs. Um, oh yeah, I, I just thought it was funny. Like I don't, I don't really see him in much. Apparently, there's a voice in Mickey Mouse. That's crazy. Well, with the voice in what? Just everything. He <laughs> no, he is Mickey. That. There's no way. Really? Not in like a like like in a TV show in a TV series. Does Mickey the talk? World of Mickey Mouse. Uh, does Mickey talk? Mickey Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mickey. Yeah, is that what he talks? <laughs> is that what do you think he does? He's just freaking. I don't know. I all I'm thinking about. I, I'm envisioning like a black and white uh, thing with Mickey Mouse like whistling and right. Oh, a boat. that's like old. That's Steamboat. That's like yeah, well, Steamboat bro, Willie. What's up with that? Are you as old as uh, freaking really Scott? Or what's going on here? I mean, dog? maybe. Like, so, so did he, he? When did he start talking? When did Mickey, Mickey Mouse talk? He's been talking for years, bro. Let Mickey speak. Yeah, he's out there speaking, bro. It's just dropping knowledge. He's out there letting you know, don't mess with the mouse, bro. We'll kill you. He's been talking, bro. Mickey Mouse talks. I'm shocked. You probably haven't seen many things with him in it. With Mickey Mouse? He hasn't really been in much movies. I mean, what is canceled, Mickey Mouse so. in? Like Mickey Mouse? He's in the Mickey Mouse show. What if you were watching <laughs> the show growing up? It's a great show. Well, that's like the kid Mickey Mouse, right? That's like the... You think Mickey Mouse is a grown ass man walking around like? Well, no, but like I, the Mickey Mouse isn't like a kid, right? Like, uh, yeah, it's like this is a kid show. <laughs> well, he, Mickey Mouse is never ages. He's like he's like a kid mouse, or actually, he might be a little bit older. I guess it makes sense because he he likes Minnie Mouse. Yeah, he does. He's like spitting game. Like Minnie's like, oh, Mickey, help me. Mouse is that what like, she says? I think so. He has had to step up. I think he's had to do more than just whistling, my man. Oh, okay. He's had to go out there and freaking handle it. Well, this guy has a voice of Mickey Mouse. Watch his, like, watch him not even be a like, high-pitched voice. It's just like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. I'm Mickey. So devotion. Welcome to my house. <laughs> That'd be, hey, that's a wild Mickey. Look, you know, there's different countries and stuff, voiceovers. You never know. You never know. Is Is there anything else? So you said you were talking about spoilers. Is there anything spoiler-wise that you want to address, like, that... We can't talk about without spoiling it. 
Well, yeah, it's the ending. All right, let's talk about it. So, all right, so I guess if you could just give a rundown on, like, what, like, exactly, like, what, like, who is Gal Gadot and who is Ryan Reynolds and who is Dwayne Johnson? All right, so, um, well, The Rock is someone you did not ask me to give a rundown on, but he is, like, an Interpol agent. I said Dwayne Dwayne Johnson. Oh, did you say that? All right. Well, he's an Interpol agent. Damn. <laughs> uh, Gal Gadot is like a, a art thief, like and uh, and just all around goon. And um, Ryan Reynolds is also like an art thief, uh, but a goofy one. And Gal Gadot is a more serious one. And they're trying to get these eggs because if you get all three of them, so two have been found. The third one's never been found, but Ryan Reynolds knows where it is. And mm-hmm. so they need Ryan Reynolds to get to that egg. Once you get all three together, it's like a $300 million price tag on it or something like that. That's crazy. Some bro. crazy they thing. Defeat Thanos. Man. Yeah. Like, so he, so they're trying to get it. Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds are going back and forth trying to get this. The Rock is trying to stop Ryan Reynolds. But then when he finds out what Gal Gadot is trying to do, she's like the evil one. And so The Rock is like, all right, Ryan Reynolds, lesser of two evils. Let me help this guy. And then, you know, bring him to justice. But Gal Gadot's setting the rock up, so he's going to jail. So now the Interpol agents think that he's turned on them. You know, they find the third egg. All of a sudden, Gal Gadot comes out. And then, boom, it's shown that the rock and Gal Gadot are working together the whole time. Against Ryan Reynolds. Boom. That's a big spoil. That's the big thing. Do you hate that or love that? I mean, I, I didn't did, hate did, or love it. So here's the thing, right? So I started watching the movie. This is mm-hmm. so. Well, this is. It's not about hating or loving it here. This is just what happened when I was watching it. Is okay. I never see things coming, right? Ever, and I probably would not have seen this coming. But when I was watching the movie, my wife started reading reviews about it because she was just bored by it. Ended up walking away. Um, and she, <laughs> damn, she was like reading reviews. And just like saying them while the movie was going, and one of the things she said was, "Okay, so essentially, um, Red Notice is just a movie about The Rock cheating on Ryan Reynolds with Gal Gadot." And I was like, "Okay, what? Like that doesn't make sense." Twenty minutes into the movie, it didn't make sense. But I was watching yeah. it. I was like, "Oh, well, that means The Rock is probably he's probably working with Gal Gadot this whole time." Now during the movie, it didn't really feel like that. Even when I had that thought in my head, I was like, "Well, it doesn't seem like it." But then, yeah, they do. So I, I didn't, I guess I didn't hate it or love it, but I was expecting it because, you know, I was pretty much told that that's what was going to happen. I, I loved it. <laughs> I, 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 I bought in hard after that plot twist. Um, and then I, they, they like showed the flashbacks of him, like kind of saying how he was like, yeah, just everything like fine. I was like, oh, oh love man, you're this doing is great. so yeah. silly. Yeah. I was, this is so silly. This is awesome. I yeah. freaking loved it. And then, but then he was funny. He was funny. Like after that happened, he was being funny, and I was like, "Man, like you decided to be funny in the last ten minutes into the movie, dude." Yeah, like you because he was playing it straight the whole time, and then yeah, he finally I was like, was like, Fuck, like yeah, dude, let see, loose. this is like that's that's where I enjoyed like the I feel like that the chemistry showed right there at that moment, you know. Um, but um, but yeah, man, I I I loved it. I I I wish there was more of that. I feel like that should have happened. Like. I mean, I know it's a better effect just having it right at the end, but maybe in the middle of the movie and things kind of unfold in a different way, like that yeah. would be kind of dope. Or even like a like um 
Mr. and Mrs. Smith, like back and forth with The Rock and like Gal Gadot, like I would have enjoyed that too. I think it would have been mm. fun. And just with Ryan Reynolds in there, just you know, being goofy and being a little side character, I, I really would have enjoyed that a little bit more. I think that would have been better. But yeah. I get it. It's yeah, no, I mean, yeah, the there's definitely a potential for, and look, I mean, they're setting up for a sequel and everything. So I'm sure in the second one, you're going to get that. You're going to get some aspects of that, I think. Because there's, no I, I hope so. Because like Hitman's wife's bodyguard, like I really, I I think I enjoyed it more than the first one. There you go. Yeah. Um, so how he, do you want to rate this movie? How do you want to rate this bad boy? Um. Well. Um. I mean, golden eggs is a big one. Okay. All right. Golden fake, eggs. Fake. Do fake golden eggs. Okay. Fake golden eggs. I like there's that. There's quite a few of them. I think I saw more fake ones than real ones. Hey. All right. You want to? You want to see this with your score first? I mean, yeah, it's gonna be out of control. Right. I, I'm I'm gonna give it a seventy golden eggs. Oh, hey, bro, that hey, you know, look, we're not. I'm not here to police anyone's score, and you give whatever score you feel the goddamn deserves, and I respect that, and I respect you giving scores that you know people are gonna react to. You know that people yeah. are gonna say, "Man, man, this is why you're mad because you gave it such a high score, a seventy for this movie." That's that's grounded, brother. I I respect it, and I, I'm proud of you. So thank you. You're doing a great job. And uh, yeah. that being said, even if even if you gave it a ninety, I'd still be proud of you. But uh, you know, I think this is progress. I think I think this is great. And uh, continue your review. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting. Here's 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 what like stresses me out is like I'm gonna meet the Rock one day. He's gonna be like, ah, I heard your podcast. Seventy. Yeah. I'm just gonna be like. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, what are you <laughs> sorry, sir. It's like, it, it's all right, buddy. You'll get there. Um, three word review. It's gonna be uh, no more spies. Uh, I, I don't want to see another spy movie. Yikes! Uh, Red Notice yeah. two on notice. Yeah, I don't want make it less of a spy film then, because because I, it was a spy movie. I just kept criticizing it, bro. I I feel like I was doing homework. And I don't want to do that. I, I want to turn off my brain. You know, this is one of the movies where I do want to just turn off my brain and just have fun with it. And I was, I, I like, f- like before the aviation gen product placement, I was, I was like, man, this is generic spy. As soon as like the first line, he's like, you know, she's like, oh, uh, you're uh, not a cop. He's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it was this badass turtleneck and trench coat or whatever. I was like, this is annoying. I was like, I don't want to see <laughs> some spy shit. You know, like, oh, something got missing. Because then it's like, like, Jungle Cruise had, like, a little, like, you know, thief stealing, too. Like, like I don't want to see any of that no more. Like, I don't want to see that, like, trope. Just <laughs> okay. st- stealing. and I don't know. National Treasure was great. And let's just, like, keep it that way. <laughs> All right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hey man, no, it's cool. I mean, I you, you know, know what I'm saying? I, I stop drinking too. Cool. I'm gonna start calling myself a spy every time someone sees me with a beer. <laughs> like, hey, you had a wrong. Like, did you have a tough day, man? Man, oh, yeah, I'm 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 on work, brother. Oh, what you working on? I'm a spy. Ah. Can you tell by my glass of alcohol? <laughs> That's rough. I hit home because that that quote. Um, was said to me in real life. We went somewhere, somewhere that we weren't supposed to be drinking, and I ordered a beer. And the person in charge of the event walked up and was like, "Hey, uh, having a rough day already?" 
It was like probably like eleven thirty in the morning. I was like, no, <laughs> like no, I'm, I'm good. Like, oh, really? Well, you ordered a beer. I was assuming you must be having a hard day. I was like, oh no, I just you know thought I'd have a beer. Like, let's make this the last beer for the day. It was, uh, <laughs> it was a pretty rough situation. It's brought by a flashbacks right now. When you said that, but see, if you were a spy, bro, that would yeah, be that's, fine. Yeah, be that's good. the ultimate Uno reverse card. Like, oh, yeah, rough were you wearing a tux? No. I guarantee you, if you're if you're wearing a tux, they, they would have given you more. Yeah, and well, here's the thing: you're always allowed to drink in a tux, and that's just the rule of life, I think. But it has yeah. to be, you know, you can't drink like a tall can of a tux, but if you have like a glass <laughs> with liquor in it, like you can do that. Yeah, it's sexy drinking. Yeah, yeah, but you can't. Yeah, you can't just be like you know, shotgunning beers and stuff. And that's not. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can, but it's just not what it's. That's meant a different for. kind of spy. That's that Chris yeah. Farley spy. Well, that it passes the that. like acceptable drinking. You can be drunk off your ass on like straight liquor, but just yeah, you start shotgunning beers. It's like all right, you're not. You don't get the tux uh, rule anymore. That's not. Uh, yeah, that's not given to you in Spy Academy. You know, like they they give you a little pamphlet of like things you can drink and things you can't. I don't think Bud Light makes the list. No, unfortunately, damn shame. Elitist, damn shame. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you know, so yeah, respect the seventy. Uh, my score for this movie is going to be uh, fifty six um, fake eggs out of a hundred. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's. I mean, is what it is. What more can we say that hasn't already been said about this shitty movie? That means I mean, it's all right. You know, I almost think the score might be a little higher than some people were thinking. Uh, but yeah, I feel like it's fair and it had some moments and whatever. I, I don't want to. It's. Uh, I feel attacked. Is my three word review, by the way. Um, <laughs> and, and I can't help but uh, think that even the thought of me like burying this movie, I feel like the turn your head off brigade. And this is not an attack to you, Madman. But there's like a certain amount of people. Like, hey, are you, you don't want to just be entertained, and it's like I just clearly don't find this entertaining, and I feel attacked. Um, so it's my third review. Stop attacking me with these movies, please. And uh, yeah, that's all. And that was a plea to the studios and The Rock. That wasn't like anyone specifically listening. See, like The Rock, tried, he tried to be funny with Zac Efron too. They may watch it. It just doesn't work out. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. I was about to say. You said The Rock's not a comedic actor. He's in a lot of comedies. He's a he's a comedic actor. Oh, okay. I'd like misspoke there. Yeah. He's he's hilarious. He's he's so oh, funny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the lane he seems to have chosen. I think he's he was at his best. I think he was at his funniest and most engaging with pain and gain. That's just me personally. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was like the. Because mm-hmm. that was like just like the best version of him. He's like buff, like because we all know he's buff, mm-hmm. um, and he is silly, and and he yeah. like is he was probably the silliest character in that movie. Oh, hundred percent. But he played it off really well, and I think that's yeah. interesting too when you think about you know we're, the first thing you said in this movie, you're like the Rock's playing the Rock, Ryan Reynolds playing, but you know, and then we're talking about oh this bodybuilding movie he was in was actually probably one of the more adventurous roles that he's taken. And you'd think, oh, bodybuilding movie with The Rock? Oh, uh, yeah. We get it. You know, what, did they just film it in the gym? But no, like, there's there's more to it. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Shout out Pain Again. Watch Pain Again yeah. if you haven't. It's a Michael Bay movie. A lot of slow-mo. You're probably catching product placement. You know, Mark Wahlberg in there just doing his thing. But, uh, yeah, you got Mark Wahlberg. 
Uh, you got Falcon, now Captain America, and you got The Rock in there just walling out and uh, just getting rich. It's crazy. And that, uh, Tony Shalhoub, right? Is that his name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's wild. He's a goon. Monk is in there. It's crazy. Monk. Yeah, Monk. That, that weird dude. All right, so we're going to end our review of Red Notice by officially um, asking you to watch Pain and Game. Yes. That's uh, <laughs> there's nothing alike, though. <laughs> nah, yeah, not at all. But The Rock is really funny in that one. He's really funny. Yeah, watch the Two Fairy too. Two Fairy is really funny. And that's where uh, we're going to end our episode. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah. So this is fifty. So it's super cool. We're excited about fifty. If you listened uh, to this one, this is the first thing you listened to. That's dope. There's forty nine others you can catch up on. Uh, if you listen to all fifty, you're the best, and I love you, and you're dope, and uh, I appreciate you, and you give us a reason to keep doing it. So thank you for listening. And uh, let us know what you like, what you didn't, what you want to hear. And, uh, yeah. we You know, there's been a couple times recently where, like, someone who I know doesn't listen to podcasts is like, hey, you guys should do this. And I'm like, you should listen to our podcast and stop telling us what to do on the podcast you don't listen to. Uh, but that's not a big deal. It's neither here nor there. And I'm not worried about upsetting anyone because I know they don't fucking listen anyway. So I'm going to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> Catch you guys later. Peace. Hey, guys, that sounded great. Uh, Can we get everyone to reset? All right, take two.